0: Hey, does anyone know what song that is? I'll help you a little bit later. But before we do that, let me just say hi. This is Michael Thompson and the Brand New Day podcast. Really excited about today's episode. I have one of my all-time favorite life stories. Uh, I think it beats the plane story, if you haven't heard the story about how I almost died on an airplane. And this is just such a fun, cool story that I want to share in a minute. Uh, But before we do, let me tell you a pre-story story pre-story is that when i was when i was a kid i used to go over to my parents would take us over to my relatives house and there we would go down in the basement and i remember all my aunts and uncles would be down there and everyone would be playing pool and when they had i still remember the room it would have like had the tile checker tiled black and white tiled floor and it had uh, i just remember the smoke in the air and People would be loud and they'd be drinking and everyone just having a great time. And and in the side of the room, they had one of those old upright player pianos and And I would go, go over to it and they'd you put in a reel and then you start like pumping your feet and then it would be like, you know, it'd play like this, all these kind of ragtime kind of sounding things. And I just thought, oh, this is like the coolest thing, you know, like, yeah, that's great. You know, oh, shot almost went in. It's just like the super thing. just my family, uh, relatives and, and, uh, I remember my dad playing pool and they would be shouting, oh, you know, and he would have this finesse shot and it would be like super quiet and 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 then he'd hit it and he'd roll real slowly, you know, and I just remember all those kind of moments you were like, ah, ah, ah you know, oh, just missed and those kind of things and anyways, so uh, while that was going on, um I would just be playing this these reels and but um anyway, uh, inevitably, my uncle would come over to me and he'd say, "Come on, just like play the piano, not the reels, just not the pumping the things, you know, just 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 play, and so I would play different things, and then he would say, "Michael." Just play Amazing Grace. And so I would be like, you know, just a kid, I just play Amazing Grace and and my relatives would be like, you have a God, that's a God given gift, you know? And it's amazing because you know, a good handful of my relatives would say, Well, we don't we're not believers, that kind of thing, but that's a God given gift. And and my my uncle, I just remember still, I can still see his face all red and tears in his eyes, and he'd be crying. and say, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. It's like, that's like his song, just play Amazing Grace. And um, I just can't stress enough how much God, as it says in Psalm 103, says he knows uh, that we're made of dust, and he forgives, he understands who we are. And the thing is, um, every one of us have a lifestyle of falling short, Um, and God has a lifestyle for us of extending grace um the bible's filled with exhortations to walk in righteousness it's filled with some things that still people as soon as you hear the verse you think it's legalistic you know like be perfect and and all these aim for perfection paul says and and i and there and we can't dismiss that zeal and that desire to like follow and obey and do things god's way but the fact of the matter is of course that Um, it's amazing grace that allows us to stand. And, and I, before I get into my story, I just want to re, 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 remind you all that, um, you just need to live a lifestyle of repentance. You need to be able to come to God constantly. It wasn't a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle thing. Say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you that you forgive me. I'm sorry. I, I truly do turn from that and I thank you that you care, and reminds me of the song. um, I'm sure some of you remember this. Here it goes. Remember that song? It's an old song, and it says, uh, "Some of the songs. uh, It's hard for me to say I'm sorry, and it is hard to say sorry, even to God, and certainly to people." But God forgives. Let's pray for each other real quick. God, we, we, we thank you that you are a God who forgives and desires to forgive. Um, you've told us that if we confess, you're faithful. And we know that to forgive. And I pray that today's podcast would kind of take that maybe to a new special level that maybe we haven't thought of before. So just we pray you'd bless each listener and give us something today that we can run with that will make a difference in our lives and lives of those around us. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you ready for the amazing, crazy story? So since I can't hear you, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> if you don't say anything, it means yes. <laughs> so I'm I'm a prodigal. You guys uh, know that if you've listened to previous episodes. So I'm a prodigal. God gets a hold of my life in junior year of high school, and I'm just going bananas, totally in love with the Lord, and I go off to college after my senior year, and I get to school, and there's this speaker, and the theme is Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So this guy gets up there. We sing the song about Hebrews twelve. The guy gets up and he's like, "We need to throw everything off, and we need to be all in, and there can be nothing holding us back. We gotta run." Can you imagine being a sprinter and having a backpack all over you with rocks in it? You gotta get the rocks out, and you got it. This is what this verse is teaching us. And and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. I'll do anything. I'll do anything." And then somewhere it turned to this whole concept of. Um, throw off everything that hinders. What about things in your past that may be hindering or weighing you down? People that you've wronged, that you've never really made things right with. And those relationships, those unresolved relationships are weighing you down and you don't even know it. And if you really, really want to repent with God, then go also, as he would put it on your heart, to go make things right with people that you've wronged. Well, even if I recall, he had us write a list, and there were some huge daunting things. And I'd say, God, you know, what should I do about this? Should I go talk with this person, this person, this one? And I had crazy things. I mean, and so I began this season uh, over the next few weeks of going around and trying to basically go back to people that I had wronged and said, listen, I, I want to apologize. I want to make things right. In some cases, people knew, and they're like, wow, thank you. That meant a lot, and and other people had no clue. I remember, like for example, uh, one of the people I had to go back to was an old computer science teacher from high school, and I called up the school, <laughs> asked if I could talk to her, and I still remember her name, Mrs. Lufkin, <laughs> and she uh, was on the phone. I said I couldn't believe I could talk to her. And so I'm talking to her. I said, "said Mrs. Lufkin, uh, you were just an awesome teacher. I know that you loved me and you entrusted me with the entire computer lab and and everything. But I've got to tell you, like, I was totally stealing. And I to this day I have in my possession like a box, a couple boxes of stolen disks and stuff. And I and I want to make it right. I'm happy to come by and bring them. But I just wanted you to know, and I'm sorry." And anyway, she was like, she was just like super kind. She was blown away. And she said, no, you you keep them. Uh, but this is amazing. And um, so that was one example. I had others had to go to my girlfriend's family and to her sister and again, say, I'm sorry for this. And, and you know, you know, there were just all sorts of crazy things and friends and things. But the crazy one, above all crazy one, is is, is this story. So this will probably be a little bit of a longer story longer podcast but I hope that uh, it, you enjoy it and it also inspires you. So um, during during my high school years I went to go play the piano at this church and I played the piano uh, for a wedding and in the atrium they had a big huge and when I say big I'm talking like four by six. Type of, you know, maybe even bigger. I mean, a huge sign, wooden sign carved, and it said, Hope and anchor for life. And I said, Oh man, that would be a great gift for my sister because she goes to Hope College. So, uh, so one time I was out late at night driving around with my girlfriend, and I was like, Let's go steal the sign. And so we went over to the church. She couldn't believe that I was serious. We got to the church. and went in the parking lot, tried the front door. The front door was, of course, locked. And she's like, okay, let's go, let's go. What are we doing here? And I said, no, no, no. And I I went around to the side, and they had these, like, stained glass uh, windows that, that kind of peered open, and they were vertical. And I was like, I can reach in there and, like, start unreeling it and open the window. So I started unreeling this thing, and sure enough, I got in the building and she's like in the parking lot, freaking out, and and so I walk in the building. I went into the atrium. I picked up this massive, huge hope for an anchor for life, and uh, stole it straight up. Just took it out and said, "Okay," uh, gave it to my sister. She- <laughs> and uh, she took it and took it to and had it in her dorm room for several months. I don't know how long it was. I don't remember. But I do know that after that chapel speaker uh, talked, I felt convicted. And I called up my sister and I said, uh, I need to bring that sign back to that church. <laughs> and uh, so she was cool. Okay, that's yeah, good for you. Do it. And um, so then... It got really interesting because I needed to call the church. So uh, very kind of a very nerve-wracking experience, frankly. And I was thinking, what are they going to do with me? And it's it's not just like a little thing. I mean, it's like the main, you know, big, huge sign. So I call up the church, and I'm just thinking they'll say, I'm sorry, it's okay, or I don't know. So I called and I said, my name is Michael. I'm a student at Wheaton College back when I was in high school. Um, I did something really dumb. I, and I kind of tell them the story. I stole the sign. And the thing that was most amazing is when I told them that, they said, like, nothing. And I was totally stressed out about it. And they said, well, uh, we would love it if you would be willing to tell that story to our leadership team, and uh, we'll get back with you. And so I was like, well, that's a very odd you know kind of response and so uh, eventually uh, we connected again and they said yes we'd like for you to come meet us at some restaurant so i go to this restaurant and there's a group of them and and tell us the story so i so i tell this story with them about what i had done and they were still just asking all these details. What date was it? When, you know, uh, why did you do it? How did you get in the building? Did you know anyone in the church and all this stuff? And I thought, wow. And I remember telling them um, afterwards, like, if you, you know, if you want to press charges or whatever you need to do, like, I'm at your disposal. I just want to make this right, and I'm bringing this out. and And they were still like completely neutral. They said, "We'll be in touch." So finally. I get a call from one of the leaders, and I don't remember, frankly, if it was the pastor or interim, or I don't remember who it was, but then they, they called and they said, well, we've come to a decision and we'd like to uh, talk with you about it. Okay, so what is your decision? And they, they, they started off by saying, first of all, it's a very courageous thing that you did and we're really thankful that you did it, but we, you're probably wondering why we've been so quiet while we've asked all these questions. And uh, the fact is that uh, a few years ago, um, we had a big church uh, conflict. And the conflict um, was significant enough that our lead pastor left. And it wasn't the best, frankly. And um, as soon as he left, uh, the next time we came to church, the sign was gone. And it was a huge... Uh, hurt many people thought he took it um, and it was just a real painful time in our church and no one has ever known what happened to it And now you've come years later and it's brought up old stories, old emotions and there's all sorts of things but it's also just so amazing that you came forward and we actually really want our church to know the truth about what has happened and we also want to know them them to know the power of, Uh, repentance and forgiveness well by this time they knew that I was uh, a worship guy, piano major at Wheaton College and so they said what we'd like for you to do is invite you to church, we want you to bring the sign back and we want you to tell the whole story to the whole church (laughs) And uh, and then we want to give people an opportunity to forgive and move on so I was like, "Wow!" Um, excited and nervous, but so so the day comes. It was in somewhere in the winter time, and I remember thinking, "Okay, I got to get there early. The sign is huge. I'll bring in the sign, and then um, I'll just kind of have to hide, you know." <laughs> and so, but it tur- so turned out that I, being a uh, younger person, I did not think as wisely as I should. I wasn't sharp. I there was snowing. It took me way longer to get there. The next thing I you know, the service is about to start, and I'm just arriving. And I was thinking, I cannot believe I did this. This is so embarrassing. So sure enough, I get to the, get to the church. And when I'm at the church uh, parking lot, I pull out this massive sign, and I start walking into the church. And there's other people walking in, and here I am carrying this sign. Just super weird, embarrassing. So I get it. Get in. Service starts. They say we have a special, special guest here today. And we just asked him to come. They did a message about repentance, and they said we have someone here that we want to share. So, so I share this story, and they gave me. It wasn't like a, uh, you know, like a sixty second thing. I mean, they said we really want you to tell the story. What I get done, and they said, "Does anyone have any questions?" And actually, people did, and they asked me questions. I answered the best that I could, and then uh, when that was done the leader said, you know, we, we obviously, we forgive you. And this is such a beautiful story. And we, we know a piano guy, would you just play something? So I played, um, it was just an awesome, awesome story. One of the most bizarre experiences I've ever had. It would have never happened, frankly, if I hadn't been challenged and responding to this idea of what it means to be, uh, reconciled to people that you've wronged. And, And uh, I don't have the time, nor do I need to go through all the specifics for you about how you go about determining if God would have you. But I do trust that even now uh, that there are key lessons that you could pick and key actions that you could take. It is awesome to execute and live out Hebrews 12, to throw off all the sin and anything that would weigh you down, including things from the past. And even though it's hard to say, I'm sorry, as the song uh, says um, it's so worth it. It's so beautiful. Um, yes, it can be embarrassing. Yes, it can be re- risky, and yes, it can be an it can be a big investment of time and certainly emotional energy. And but yes, it's so good. And remember, the Bible tells us as if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And and it says, let no debt remain outstanding except the debt to love. One another, and and it is an act of love to go to someone and to say, you know what, um, I really want you to know that I'm seriously, really saddened. I'm really sorry uh, about what I did, how I hurt you, and not just a quick one, but to really like go into depth and explain and enter into that space with them again, just like I did with that church. And uh, at the end of the day, it won't ultimately matter uh, how they respond, whether they would have just said, Michael. We're pressing charges or, you know, we don't want to talk to you anymore or whatever it is. But when we do this, we're free. Um, and that's a great place to be so that we can continue running the race. Um, so I encourage you, before we close, I, I I really wanted to just give a moment here and ask you to ask God right now, do you know of any big or small relationships um, that are that are kind of lingering around people that, um, that things aren't right with and, and you need to you just know in your heart that you need to take action you need to just find a way to humble yourself um, it doesn't matter if they did 99 things wrong but you know in your heart you did that one thing um, you go and, uh, and allow God to use you uh, beautiful things could await so who are those people? i just give you a moment to think about who those people are God is a God of restoration, of new beginnings, of brand new days. But we have to take the steps along the way. So, Lord, as we close out this day, we pray for each other that you would give courage, not hard hearts, but soft, humble hearts to people even right now to throw off those things that would weigh them down, to humble themselves, to be thinking um, and acting on um, taking steps, big or small, to reach out to other people, to say, I'm sorry. Lord, help us to live a lifestyle of repentance, to forgive others just as you've forgiven us. We ask it in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.